Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. Hey guys, welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Josh and we have with us today um, Ronnie and Samantha and we're going to talk about their journey of sobriety together and how they just help each other out. So let's get started. So the first question I'd like to ask you guys is what uh, what was it like early in your relationship trying to get sober together? Well, I met her when you were, what, six months? Six to eight months, something like that? In between there. Um, and so I didn't really know anything about AA at that point. Mm. Um, so she was just talking to me and like telling me like about the steps and everything. Um, and just through her talking, I was like, but everybody can do this. Like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be somebody that's like an alcoholic or whatever else. Um, and we just always like were able to honestly talk to each other and like relate and everything. Um, and that was like the best, the best part of it was like just having somebody that like got it, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, well, um, Going back to the beginning, I've always been open about my sobriety. Yeah. Um, work, they know. My family, they know. Mm. A lot of my friends, they know. Yeah. Um, but it actually turned out that I was talking with a coworker, and I wasn't exactly being like upfront. I was using certain terminology, mm-hmm. and she very inquisitively picked <laughs> up on it. Um, but yeah, just meeting her and getting to know each other, I realized like there is something, you know, that one person you can truly <clears throat> um, trust, mm. you know, tell your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, you and can confide in. Yes, exactly. So, you know, just from there, um, we talked a lot. She told me a lot of like her family situations going on at home and I totally went back to my childhood and I'm like, oh my God, that is so me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I know exactly how you feel. Mm-hmm. And that's just really how it all started was just yeah. having that relativity between our past and present. So, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because like I was very honest with Josh um, right from the start, like I am trying to get sober. Not that I like and I was sober when I met him, but it was still like I am trying to get sober because I had been getting sober and falling off the wagon for quite a few years at that point. Um, So but like with other people, I wasn't necessarily completely, totally honest. And I would use the keywords and stuff and like. Sometimes because I wasn't being so honest, like it felt I got into that shame spiral, which would then trigger me into like drinking again and whatever. Um, And with Josh's help, like I've gotten like so ridiculously honest that like sometimes when I'm like trying to keep a secret and it's a good secret, I still feel really guilty. Like (laughs) this is against my sobriety. This isn't good. But it's like, okay, but it's it's not a bad thing. You're not doing something wrong. Like, but you just feel so funny about it. So, I mean, it's it's awesome, though, that you guys can do that with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you're talking about, like, um, 
holding secrets, mm -hmm. we can read each other's minds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just from even the very beginning, before even dating, just being friends, like, we were calling each other out on, like, you know, nope, you're lying. Yeah. Really tell me what's going on over there. You know, what's going on up there? And it's, it was just to a point where, like, you'd start sensing each other's body language, mm -hmm. the aura, the energy. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times, like, you know, you get, like, those little ticks. I scratch the back of my head, and she'd be like, so what's oh. on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> you scratch the back of your head when you're, like... Like, when I'm nervous, I'll be you... like, um, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hi. You know? <laughs> I think I play with my hair, like I pull on my hair, like or I like brush my hair with my fingertips when I like start to feel anxiety like that. So when I'm anxious, I well, I pick up my nails. So. Oh, um, I do that too. And like I'll just sit there, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like just like I've always just been like that brutally honest type of a person. Mm. Um, whether you like it or not, this is what I have to say, you yeah. know, um, and not a lot of people can handle that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, just being able to talk to somebody who is going to be just as honest with me as I am to them, like, that's huge, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and, like, it was just so easy to talk, and, like, we had a very similar work ethic, because, mm -hmm. I mean, we met at Home Depot, yeah. um, and so we just started working together and talking while working, and, like, that's... Like how it, everything it one happened. One, it helped pass the time. Yeah. So an eight hour sure. an eight hour shift was four hours in our minds. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. And then I mean, even working together, it definitely got to the point where it wasn't even just the love connection and the sobriety connection. Even mm -hmm. though she had no introduction fully, mm -hmm. um, it was that moment of I can't wait till tomorrow. You know, I've got more I want to share with her. Yeah. You know, so it, it was always just, can't wait for tomorrow, you know? Like, why yeah. did this day go by so quickly? <laughs> why can't the hours last? And, like, now it's like, all right, can we get on with the day? Yeah. <laughs> like, we started working together in April of 2019. And okay. it wasn't until the last weekend in June that we actually started, like, texting each other and talking outside of work. So it was always just, like, talking while we were at work, and, like, that was it. Mm -hmm. Or, like, the random times that, like, she'd pop in or I'd pop in while she was working, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I have to do something, or I have to get something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah making little excuses to see yep, each other. Yep. Hey, there's nothing wrong That's with so that. Cute. I'm coming in to talk to HR, but hi. <laughs> oh, and I'll stand here for 15 minutes talking to you, you know. That works. Yeah, when when we first started dating, like there we neither one of us were driving at the time, um, so like we had to like Uber and stuff. But like there were days where I was just like, I really just want to see him and talk to him, like just because I felt so much better mm -hmm. being with him. And then when we moved in together, when we were together for about eight months, um, he didn't like fully move in at first because he's like. I'm not going to fully move in because I need to see you stick to the sobriety thing. But the truth was, he was here. It wasn't an issue. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, that, um, because one. I had the support right there. And it was just, like, the best feeling in the world because I was no longer alone. And that was, like, one of my big triggers was just the alone feeling. Like, how is this only happening to me? Even though, obviously, there's a million people in the world that suffer with this. But just being at home alone with my kitty, um, I was pretty convinced I was just alone. <laughs> so it was like the best transition for us. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, like, when that time happened, I was like, you have to stop. Or yeah. I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Because that's how bad it was. So we kind of made 
made a little pack. Yeah. Did you guys do anything like that or? Uh, in a way, we did when we moved in together. Yeah. 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 So I'm... like where we live now is our first apartment together. Okay. You know, so it wasn't hers. It wasn't mine. It's ours. Nice. Yeah. So we kind of laid down some ground rules, which was no alcohol whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like if if we have people over and obviously like family we're never going to tell them like oh you can't drink right yeah. but if for any reason we're having like a barbecue people come over be like look you can drink but like maybe just go downstairs mm-hmm. you know yeah. drink it outside yeah just not in the house yeah like i had a birthday party not that long ago and my thing was like if you bring it in you gotta take it right back out i don't <laughs> care if you're drinking it but you gotta take it with you because otherwise that's gonna cause me issues <laughs> and it was my birthday don't do that <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, it wasn't even, like, a big deal. Like, um, so, oh, curious, um, for your guys' wedding, did you guys make any, like, special arrangements for that? Because, like, we did. Yes. We just had no alcohol whatsoever. No alcohol yeah. whatsoever. I, mean, I have to say, I think it definitely affected the mood of the wedding, especially uh, being that it was, like, an afternoon wedding. There was, okay. like, 100 people in, like, a barn that fits, like... 200-plus, probably. Mm-hmm. And so it's very open and airy and, like... Mostly family, work people, but mostly family. Mm-hmm. And so. Mostly her family. And they all drink. And uh-huh. so it was like everybody just kind of sat down. No one like got up really, except for like to get food. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely like that little bit of like awkwardness, you know, that yeah. drinking like takes the egg Oh, yeah, off. for sure. Like, <laughs> that's, that's why I got involved with drinking because I was like kind of a shy kid. So have a couple of drinks and then you're like, you you're, you're out on the dance floor <laughs> yeah, thinking you're that you're John Travolta from yeah. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. It really did like give you false confidence, like the most ridiculous false confidence. Like you could do anything, say anything, and not hurt anyone. Yeah, but then you. St- but you that was him. a lie. <laughs> you know what's the best part is that like what is it like the truth comes out when you're drinking, mm-hmm. and it's like it's true, but then at the same time it's like you said it's that false confidence. So mm-hmm. it's you overstep the boundary of like what's oh, yeah. actually truth and what am I like really putting on. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, um, like I used to drink a lot of vodka, and with that, like, I would be the angry person. So, like, I would say the truth, but I would say it probably in the nastiest way possible. <laughs> um, so that was never good. It, it hurt a lot of people. I mean, fortunately, quite a few of the people knew that like I was still a good person and like have forgiven me over time. But there's still people that are never going to be back in my life because I just burned that bridge to the ground and there's no way from coming back from that, you know? And, like, that that's the one thing that, like, I'm sad about sometimes, like, that I let that stuff happen. But I was so, so, so in the addiction that, like, th- there was no helping me, you know? <clears throat> Going back to, like, the question of, um... Oh, God. The wedding? Not the wedding, before the wedding. The, um, making, like... Oh, yeah, like yes. yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> um, I will say, like, if I like have the thought of like, okay, like I want to drink for like whatever reason is, mm-hmm. you know, like the biggest thing I think about is like how it's going to affect our relationship. Oh yeah. Um, and like the trust that we have, and like that would be like demolished. And you know, once you break a trust that you had with somebody, like it's impossible to get it back to where it is no matter what you do absolutely and because like we both knew each each other at, like like met each other at a time in sobriety like to know somebody when they're drinking after that is just gonna like totally change your perspective and i just like as much as i want to say like f this sometimes you know it's 
have to build back to what we have and what we've built over these last three years, like, mm -hmm. I just, it's a lot of work. Yeah, you <laughs> can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. really, you can't really build it once it's, once it's once broken. It's broken. Yeah. Yeah. It, you yeah. can try, but. It's yeah. like when you, like, it, it's that uh, analogy of, like, if you break a plate. Yeah. And you have all the pieces and you put it back together and you glue it back together, there's always going to be those cracks. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's impossible to change that. Yeah. Yeah, and like even the pieces that break, shards of it break off, shards mm -hmm. of it break off. Yeah. So I mean, you've got millions of pieces that you're going to try and gather together. Yeah. Um, but even going back to the beginning, like the funniest part about it was, like I said, she didn't know really much about AA, but once she found out that I've, like, this is my first go around being mm -hmm. sober. So I've been one of the fortunate, like, small percentile that have been making it the first time around. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a feat in itself. Yeah. <laughs> it really and is. Congrats. Yes. <laughs> so December will be four years. Um, that's amazing. Wow. But she actually had a couple of drinks at the end of June because she was going through a difficult relationship. Yeah. And so she had gotten, you know, drunk a few times. Yeah. But once she realized, like, all right, you know what? Like, I really like what Ronnie has, you know, like, what we have. Mm -hmm. um, we went out, actually, on our first official date. It was July 5th. Of 2019. From, hmm? 2019. 2019. 2019. Yeah. And um, from that point on, she never picked up another drink. But yeah. she always said, like, I'm doing it for you. Yeah. Mm. You know? That's beautiful. It so, is. I mean, like... I did, like, so I'm two and a half years sober, so, like, in our relationship, like, I did pick up at one point, because I was just going through a mess, um, but that's when Josh literally said to me, this is like you're cheating on me, and, like, that was the first time that somebody explained it to me in a way that, like, hit me to the core, like, there was no other way to shake me, like, except for saying, like, you're cheating on me, like, and I loved him so much at that point, and, like, obviously I love him even more now, but, like, at that point, I was like, oh, my God, like, that hurt me so much that I could never, ever do it again. So, like, any time, even when, like, I thought about it or had, like, a dream about it or whatever, like, I immediately like, no, that's cheating on Josh. Like, and I would never do that. So it just, like, even when it's there, it's easier to be like, that can never happen because that will break everything, like you guys were saying. Like, you yeah. can't build that back. So It's crazy, too, how, how you know, you can... Break it so easily. Mm -hmm. Something that's built up for so long can be destroyed within hours. Yeah. It's well, kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, you think about it in hindsight because you're like, no, I won't do that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's being more aware of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's taking into consideration the person that you're with. But being more aware of myself, mm -hmm. I know when I'm getting to those points that it's like, all right, that, that obsession, that craving is creeping up. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I need to sit with myself and be like, what is it? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, at times, it's after I've lashed out. Mm -hmm. And then that's me being drunk without the drink. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The and dry that's, drunk. Dry drunk. And yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, it's it's... It's my lack of working a program. I mm -hmm. work a 12-step program. Yeah. Um, sort of in a way, I'll be honest. Yeah. You know, like, I haven't done step work, but as step one, two, and three are. Mm -hmm. I admit I'm powerless. Mm -hmm. I believe in a power greater than myself. Yep. And when I am in that moment of that intensity and I feel like life is, like, unwinding around me, mm -hmm. I start giving it up to him. Yeah. You know, and... 
one, two, and three, I truly feel is what keeps me sober each day. Oh, and yeah. that's like the most important thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, step four, I've kind of squabbled through. I like that word squabble. We read it the other day in the uh, 12 and 12. Yeah. Um, but squabble through it, you know, like there's things that I have like completely like I know I have a resentment with. Mm -hmm. And then I have done a five. And that's the other part about our relationship that most people find so contradicting is that honesty part. Yeah. Because step five is about um, admitting to yourself, to God, and to, to another, another human person. being. And that other human being is typically supposed to be a sponsor. Like it right. specifically says in like the 12 and 12 that it should not be a, a significant, significant other. other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did we break did that you, rule? Did you have like issues with sponsors? Because like I did, like when we first started dating, my sponsor at the time, and like obviously I do not have that sponsor anymore. She was very, very, very negative about me being with him, especially because he was a fellow addict. She was like, I can't believe you're doing that to yourself. You're so new in this. I was like, I gotta try something new though. Like, obviously, like there needs to be something else. And like being able to be so honest with my partner, like it's not only brought us closer together as a couple, but like in our sobriety too, like I just feel safe there because I know he understands it. Yeah. Um, whereas previous like people that I've dated in the past, they did not understand it. They would just be like, you, 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 you have a problem, you have a problem. And so I just feel, like I said, alone. But, like, with somebody who totally understands it, like, I felt safe for the first time. And obviously that was, like, the key for me. So I didn't know if you had ever experienced uh, My first sponsor I got when I was in the halfway house. And it was, like, one of those, like, mandatory, get it really quick. Mm -hmm. um, and in a way, I always believe now, especially, that God puts people in my life. Mm -hmm. No matter what they've done or what they're doing for me, there's a there's a particular reason and purpose for their existence in my life. Absolutely. So my first sponsor, she entered in my life probably at that moment because I needed her at that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I did break the rules. I was, I was not a rule follower in the beginning. <laughs> um, clearly, I started dating before my one year. Mm -hmm. um, I was even engaged before my one year. Oh. Okay. But <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> again, believing in my higher power, you know, he put her in my life. Mm -hmm. But going back to um, breaking the rules, I was so vulnerable and so was this other woman I was interested in, but because more or less that vulnerability, mm -hmm. you know, feeling accepted, someone actually saying like, I'm like you, mm -hmm. we can do this together. Yeah. So yeah. that was like the testing of the waters, so to speak, like how, we, how would it work mm -hmm. with another addict or drug addict or uh, alcoholic? Mm -hmm. um, but she ended up relapsing very badly and ended up one night in the hospital. Oh, goodness. And I stayed with her the entire night. Mm -hmm. My sponsor, I talked to her the next morning, she goes, why did you do that? I'm like, why did you help somebody out that you care about? <laughs> like, why, 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 why are you still there? Like, she's in the hospital. She's in good hands. And I'm like, because she, she didn't want her mom called. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really have any other friends that are really like, you know, close. trustworthy and yeah. close and around. I was like, it's, it's who I'm, who she has at this moment. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather just be there to have the support. So like, when she wakes up, she's like, not alone, mm -hmm. not having that feeling of aloneness. So that resentment is still kind of there, but I've gotten over it. I've learned to just be like, you know what? 
she said her part. Mm -hmm. I clearly, you know, accept her opinion of the matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's behind me now. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is something new. Um, and then my second sponsor, I'm actually on my third sponsor, but my second sponsor, um, she knew from, you know, the beginning of our relationship and she loved the idea that, you know, you could have two people working together. Oh, that's good. Um, but she did, you know, like warn, like at times it could become very stressful mm -hmm. because you might be at two different points of your sobriety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's very true because like there's a lot of positives, but, you know, that that negative side is also enhanced sometimes yeah. because, you know, it's so easy to pick up the drink. So. There's always that thinking like, oh, man, I don't want to push the person too far in, into that territory. I have to say I have no problem pushing her <laughs> <laughs> because I know once I get her past the I'm not talking about it and she actually opens up and talks about it, yeah. mm -hmm. everything's good. Yeah, yeah, true. It's just a fear. Because she just like... I'm an introverted she, person. Severely. She, um... What's the word? Uh, not internalizes, but she just holds everything in and she just stews, you know? Yeah. She calls me a pot of water. She uh, put the lid on. Okay. <laughs> so then you know how when the lid's on and it mm -hmm. starts like spewing out the sides? Yeah. Yep. So I take the lid off yeah. so that she just simmers. Mm. No, there you go. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's I a great it. analogy. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work. She types the pot over. <laughs> it just goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You, know, you, you, got, you got to have that in a relationship, yeah. you know, and like, that's the other thing too, is like, you know, at first I was like, oh, let's not let people know we fight, you know, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be sober, we're supposed to be like, perfect. Yeah. Um, but then you just start being yourself and mm -hmm. you just, you just go with it and you show people like, this is what real life is about. Yeah. I'm not going to like the things she does. She's not going to like the things I do. Mm-hmm compromise yeah something as simple as like do you guys like the dishes in the sink do you leave water in them or do you just rinse them out and dump them out i guess it depends <laughs> it really depends <laughs> i mean like like i've gotten like really like obsessive with trying to get everything out of the sink at night um but like we've had ants recently yeah it's that, just like yeah I, i'm like spraying the outside of the house and everything putting uh ant traps and they're yeah. still getting in i'm like yeah but like, admittedly, the vacuum, he's much better with the vacuum. I hate the noise. It like really irritates me. So like anytime like the house is dirty, he's the one being like, like fixing it. Like I'll do other stuff, but like the noise just dry, like it grinds in my ears like so bad that I just can't stand the vacuum. And, and like sometimes I'm like, babe, okay, now you need to vacuum. Like <laughs> I'll like see a spot that's like driving me nuts. But normally he's like on that, like no problem. So the thing with the dishes is I will always leave water in the dishes and mm -hmm. she will always empty them. Uh -huh. Always. <laughs> And I told her, I was like, this is never going to change. Like, we just have to accept that the other one is going to do this. Yeah. And we'll, like, we'll be like, go. you know, old and forgetting mm -hmm. and be like, no, we're still doing it. Yep. <laughs> you might have dropped your teeth in there somewhere. You're still going to dump out the water. Oh, my like, God. That'll probably be my excuse for finding, you know, reason to dump out the water. I'm yeah, working right. for them. <laughs> and, you know, like with vacuuming, like she'll sweep because, like, we have hardwood floors. I'm yeah. like, yeah. sweeping doesn't, one, get everything. And two, like, especially since we have the fans on all the time, like, it'll, like, blow stuff as you're sweeping. And I'm like, that just takes too long. Like, just get the vacuum in <laughs> and just be done with it. 
But I actually find some comfort and relaxation cleaning. I know <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like yeah. the weirdest person in the world to oh. like say like, hey, I like dusting. No, <laughs> I, I like that I sometimes like will relax me too. Like, like just a, like cleaning up just that little bit and I'll be able to see it. And it's I'm like a sense of accomplishment. Yep. yep. I was just <laughs> going to say that. Like you just feel good because you're like, all right, I did that. <laughs> and when it shines. Yeah. <laughs> or like the flat screen TV and you wipe the dust off and you're like, oh, that's what the movie's supposed to look like. <laughs> that looks a lot better. I thought it was like a 1940s film. No, it's really 2010. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That's, that's funny about the, the cleaning because... Uh, Sometimes I'll, I'll like angry clean if I'm like holding yes. stuff inside of me. I'll be like, you know what? Cleaning this and that. And I was like, just to get that uh, energy out so I don't put that on somebody else. Because I'm kind of like you with the, like, the, you know, I hold it all inside. I'm like, I'm, say, I'm good. I'm powerful. Like and then, and then, but I'll usually sense it coming. So I'll, I'll try to like, I'll go to the gym or, or all angry clean or, or something to, to get that out so I'm not just like, yeah. you know, putting that on, like, on Monique. Yeah, like sometimes I'll, I'll come back from work and he'll like, well, I'll be like, did you do schoolwork today? No, I was cleaning. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, it comes home, I come home to like a cleaner house, so I shouldn't really complain. But it's just like, I know <laughs> what, he was like motto? planning on doing the work. So it's like funny. Happy, happy wife, happy life. There you go. So, cleaning, yeah. Yeah. you're keeping her happy, yeah. life is good, yeah. you know, sure. and that's, that's, that's it though. I mean, I understand what the whole cleaning though, because like, I've used a kernel brassy. I don't know if you've heard of that cleaning product. No. Uh, no. Okay. It, um, it's a real like good polish. Oh. You can use it on a lot of surfaces. Well, actually, I heard, have heard of yeah. it. I have, I, yeah, I have some yeah. of that. So you have to like really, really shake it, and you wipe, and you wipe, and you wipe, and then you take another cloth. So like when you're really like in that mood, you could use it, and like can't overdo it either. You just get in there, and then wax on, wax yeah. off, me <laughs> Um But no, I mean, like she's come home, and she'll even see, like I'll change something just a slight bit because mm. of that energy. Yeah. You know, it's like, I need change. What can I change without like flipping the house over on its side yeah you know and then she'll come home she'll be like okay whatever <laughs> yeah you just kind of roll with it just, just exactly. as long as i sit down where the couch used to be and it's still there we're good <laughs> yeah you know what i do like my spot on the couch upstairs i have my special spot and like that's been my spot since i moved into this place so it's like as long as that's there i, I can deal with whatever <laughs> but yeah do you guys get sober the same time or a different time? Um, I got sober December 14th, 2018. Oh, okay. And I got sober, well, I stopped drinking July 5th, 2019. Okay. My sobriety date is June 24th, 2020. Okay. Because, okay. um, like she was saying, like, I stopped drinking for her first. Yeah. Um, and then, like, going through Al-Anon a little bit and starting to, like, do the Al-Anon steps, I was like, hey, wait, just kidding. Like, that's not where I'm supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then that's, like, when I started going to AA. So that's why I classified that as my sobriety date versus, okay. like, when I stopped drinking because I didn't stop drinking for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and like going back to like the sponsor thing, I will say the one thing that kind of like irritates me that like the spot, I literally just got another sponsor. Mm -hmm. Um, but the sponsor that I had before, she'd go off on this, like, you guys have to go to separate meetings. Mm -hmm. And you know, like, it's one of those things. Why do we have to go to separate meetings if like we tell each other everything? Yeah. Cause yeah. all we're going to do at that point is just repeat ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I completely understand that. And you tend to repeat yourself no matter what. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do it too. I do it too. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things, like, I can see the point, like, with other couples, you know, like, the ones that don't have, like, the honesty that, like, we do or that you guys yeah. do. But for us, like, we literally tell each other everything and regardless of what we're going to share there, mm -hmm. like, we've probably already shared it with the other one. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason, the only thing I see as like a little bit of a drawback from it mm -hmm. is I might not want to share something for her ears only. There might be something that I want to say, but it's specifically just for her mm -hmm. between us. So if it's something that's brewing or yeah. has been, because mm -hmm. that's my pot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I go to a meeting, I'm going to be thinking about it and I'm going to want to raise my hand and share. Mm -hmm. mm. But then it's like. That's nobody else's business right now. Like right. that's more of like a private matter mm -hmm. and granted like I should be open and honest with my network of people, yeah. but I have select few that I'm open and honest with so, just as yeah. well. So then it, you it's have to still say your oh, safety net. Yes. Yeah. So So well, then you only have to say like part of it, so it's like you have to hold holding back a little bit. Yeah, you... like um we go to a big book meeting on Wednesday nights and it tends to be rather small so it becomes a little bit more uh intimate in a mm -hmm. sense. Okay. Um and the people that go there we've really gotten to like comfortable sharing things. Mm -hmm. I mean to the point where we'll rant and rave back and forth at each other. <laughs> oh nice. You know, like in a playful manner but getting it out. You know, so in that kind of in that kind of environment where it's small, like mm -hmm. it is here, you know, we completely can be, well, you know, like lately you've been doing this, and I just don't understand why, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. But you go into another meeting where it is more of like a diversity of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, newcomer, uh, people with just a little bit of sobriety. Right. You know, two plus years. Then you got ten, and then there's like this jump, like yeah. a catapult <laughs> jump. To the people who are to like 20, 40 to like like, even 20 yeah. and then, you know everything after that mm -hmm. um so you kind of become a little like intimidated also too it's like well what would be acceptable to share because now that guy with 40 years is going to come to me after the meeting and say something yeah. yeah and then does it look good for the newcomer to be hearing this yeah so i i for me i become a little bit more mindful of like what is acceptable to share not for the benefit of myself mm -hmm. and yeah. her but the benefit of other people because they're there yeah. for their own shit gotcha. you know like that's interesting so like, like sometimes like when i was like newly sober or when i was getting to like my breaking point like i a lot of times would break around 10 11 months um I would go to a meeting and somehow like whatever was shared triggered me because like I'd miss it like they'd make it sound so good again and like literally sometimes I would leave the AA meeting and go to the liquor store like and that was like the worst thing ever like but like I didn't feel comfortable like talking to someone right after that feeling hit um, at the meeting because I was so embarrassed like how dare I get that feeling from a meeting so instead of like talking to someone and coping with it, I would go back to my old coping method, which was drinking and then boom off to the races again. And then like, you know, a month later or so, like someone would yell at me and my family or, you know, somebody in my group would like be like, what the hell are you doing? And then I'd try to get back on track again. Mm -hmm. um, but in like doing that year over year, cause like it took me like 10 years to like finally get past the year mark. 
Um, and like that's scary in itself. So like I'm still so impressed that it's your first time. Um, <laughs> like I really am because like that just did not happen for me at all. Um, but like it just always upset me that like even at the meetings, like if someone said the wrong thing and I wasn't ready for it, that could send me off. But like having his support at home, like I knew like even when I was going to meetings still like pretty regularly, I could be like, okay, so they said this at the meeting. It sounded really good, but I'm home. <laughs> okay, you stay here. <laughs> you do not leave the house. Well, kudos, you came home. Yeah, you know, like yeah. So that True. that in it, that in itself is just a blessing, you well, know, because having him at home, like knowing someone, like I wasn't alone. Like I keep saying, like that was my biggest biggest problem. Like when I would make myself alone. Um, so like I knew he would be at home. So like I knew like okay, just drive really fast, get to the house, and you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, like another way to look at it too is um, like our higher power is always with us. Yeah. yeah. You know, the one you we choose to call God. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of times for the newcomers, they don't know what a higher power is. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a while to discover it. Yeah. But when they start to hear about it more and more, they realize that the rooms of AA mm -hmm. is is their own higher power. They mm -hmm. rely on the people. Yeah. You know, and then once they've gotten their feet wet and they're getting a little bit more adapted to like how the program works and what it's like to stay sober, but mm -hmm. still dealing with those feelings. Um, so like if I go to a meeting, I am in my safe place. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times like her and I will be talking in the truck on the way home and just be like, what was your insight? Like neither of us shared and normally like one of us at least does say something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have like our own little like after meeting discussion. Well, yeah, that's how it that's how it started. Two guys just talking to each other. Exactly. And and you know that it, that worked out fine. Yeah. So a dog loves us unconditionally. I'm mm -hmm. just using the dog as a reference yeah. because, like, I love it. Like, I could yell at her. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> why did you do that? Would you sit still? Like, because she paces. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and, I mean, she gets aggravated with pacing, too. But to me, like, the dog, you hear it clicking across the wood floor. And yeah. And this, the, the and, nails. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I can lash out for that quick moment. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, you know I love you. Yeah. And then she'll hop on the couch, and then she just lays her head on their lap, and then yeah. you just feel that, mm -hmm. you know? That's that unconditional love. Yeah. No yes. matter how much I pour my shit out on her, or mm -hmm. no matter how much I do at a meeting, yeah, somebody's coming up to me afterwards giving me a hug yeah. and saying, you're in the right place, mm -hmm. you're going to be okay today. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, like the kitties sometimes, they'll get like the zoomies at like the wrong time and they'll like jump on my stomach and I'm like, I was not ready to be up, why would you do that? <laughs> and then like they come back over like a minute later and start purring and I'm like, oh, okay, he's okay, I love you too, I love you so much. <laughs> but I know like the thing with like the meetings, like she was saying, like thinking about what other people are thinking as mm -hmm. you're there, you know, like for me, um, because, like, our one other friend also sometimes says, like, you should, should go to different meetings. I'm like, but if I go to, like, a Flemington meeting that, like, we've been to before or even just people that know both of us, mm -hmm. even if I say something about, like, oh, this person did this, you mm -hmm. know, they're going to know who I'm talking about. Yeah. So at the same time, then it's like, okay, what are they going to say about us, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, are they going to agree with me disagree with me are they going to be judging you know like whatever it is yeah um and so especially like different um brackets of time you know like that's why when it is that intimate group of like just a few people i have no problem like being that honest yeah. with them and saying like yeah this is what's going on mm -hmm. because i know that 
they're going to either laugh or would it like just in a joking manner, not mm-hmm. like laugh yeah. at me, you know? Yeah. Um, and like, they'll actually be honest about it, not just sit there and then go and talk to somebody after the meeting. Hey, did you hear what she said? <laughs> yeah. Because well, you can kind of see all their reactions too, right? It's mm-hmm. not like there's somebody over there that's like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like in meetings, we tend to sit like in the middle, not front, not back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like when you're sharing, it's like you get those eyes in the back of your head and it's yeah. like, well, what are they thinking? Like, yeah. Are they looking at my haircut? Are they, are they looking at my tattoo? Like, yeah. you know, are they thinking I'm completely insane? Because, yeah. hey, I'm a like mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're no better than me. Right. Um, but that's that's the other thing, too, is it's just, it's a constant reminder, like I was saying before. It's just like, you got to remind yourself, you're here for yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, we're here together, mm-hmm. but we're doing it for ourselves. Yeah. And... That's how I view our relationship. Our motto is we'll get through this together. Yeah. You know, and that's not even talking sobriety. That's just talking life. Yeah. No matter what obstacle we're facing. Like when we were planning the wedding and like it was like money and and time. Like I was working overnights. I was on overnights for a whole year and we were planning a wedding. Thanks for listening to Alternatives to AA. If you would like to contact us directly, please shoot us an email at alternatives2aa2021 at gmail.com. We also hope that you continue to join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us that way as well. You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.